Access Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Mac. On today's show, Facebook's new plan for news and take two for what could be the world's largest ever IPO. But first, Jay-Z's controversial football play. So last week, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell appeared at a press conference with Jay-Z, the rapper and business mogul who spent the better part of three years criticizing the league for its treatment of Colin Kaepernick and of other players who protested police violence and racial inequities by taking pregame knees during the national anthem. The purpose here wasn't for either to apologize or to settle their differences so much as it was to go into business together, a multi-year partnership whereby Jay-Z gets a major role in the league's social justice program and his rock nation will help produce future Super Bowl halftime shows. There also were subsequent reports that Jay-Z will also get partial ownership in an NFL team, but no public details on that yet. The upshot here is that neither Goodell nor Jay-Z came out of the press conference with the sort of positive coverage they likely expected. Goodell looked to many like he was co-opting a critic, and Jay-Z was widely criticized for selling out Kaepernick, who remains unemployed. Kaepernick, for his part, hasn't directly commented, but he did send out some cryptic tweets that reflected his distaste for the arrangement. And so here's Jay-Z during the presser. We take it back. I think that we forget that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice, correct? So in that case, right, this is a success, right? This is the, the next thing, right? Because there's two parts of protesting. You go outside and you protest, and then the company or the individual say, I hear you. In the big picture, of course, Jay-Z is correct. But in this specific case, Kaepernick still can't even get a tryout to be a backup or a third stringer. And this is a league where Eli Manning is still a starter. Goodell and the NFL obviously realize that their multi-billion dollar brand has been severely injured by how they have handled all of this, but it's unclear still if partnering with Jay-Z can really help them move on from a self-inflicted injury that they haven't directly treated yet. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios sports reporter Michael Sykes. But first, this. Axios chief technology correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech from the Valley to DC. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the ProRata podcast. We're joined now by Axios sports reporter Michael Sykes. What do we know about the actual business arrangement here between Jay-Z and the NFL? Or is maybe the better question, what do we still not know? So what we know so far is that this is partly an entertainment deal and partly a deal that will have Jay-Z working with the NFL in some capacity on social justice, right? So Jay-Z is giving the NFL a bridge into entertainers that he knows, entertainers that he frequents, entertainers that he works with, and he'll be helping the league pick out talent for big events like the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, things like that. As far as the social justice aspect of this thing, though, we don't really know what that looks like. We do know that the NFL has the Players Coalition and the initiatives that they're working on with the Players Coalition, and Jay-Z is going to help with that in some capacity, but we don't really know what that looks like, and I think that's the biggest question that people have right now. And it would seem there could already be some tensions there, right? Because you've already seen some players who are affiliated with that who have just kind of reflexively criticized this deal. He's kind of seems to be walking into a tough situation there, maybe of his own making. Yeah, so I think most of the criticism comes from Jay-Z's past, which is to his credit, littered with a lot of philanthropy, a lot of trying to help improve black communities around the country. But at the same time, he was very outspoken against the NFL when Colin Kaepernick was doing his kneeling and when he didn't get a job, not even a year ago. And a song had lyrics about how he didn't need the NFL, the NFL needed him. Tell the NFL we're in stadiums too, right? And, And so now here we are, less than a year later, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job and Jay-Z is 
doing this deal with the NFL. To that point, uh, Jamel Hill wrote this. This is her quote. She wrote, quote, I don't believe Jay-Z is a sellout because his track record proves otherwise, but it does seem like he's being used as a cover or at best a buffer, which I think speaks to kind of what you were talking about. Do you agree with that? I mean, is is this the NFL basically, I, I don't want to quite say co-opting them, but co-opting them for their own purposes? Essentially, yes. I think this is what that is. And, you know, to the NFL's credit, since the whole kneeling thing happened. Like, the NFL has taken steps in working with their players, starting different social justice initiatives and doing things of that nature. But they're also doing it without Colin Kaepernick, who we wouldn't even be here. Like, this Jay-Z deal wouldn't even be a thing if Colin Kaepernick never takes the stand or kneels like he did on the field. That's where the questions come in for me. Let me ask you about that, because you obviously cover sports for us. Given that this is this big kind of festering wound and, and this self-inflicted wound the NFL has, given that we're currently in preseason, I guess we could have better had this conversation, say, three weeks ago when teams, you know, had 200 people each in camp. Why did the league not just say to some team, say, bite the bullet, bring him into camp, let him play in a preseason game? By the way, if he's good, then look, then you got a good quarterback. If he's bad, then we don't have to deal with any of this anymore because you can point to the tape and say he can't play. I don't know. I mean, that makes perfect sense to you and, and to me. But for whatever reason, you know, I don't think we can officially say that the league is, is blackballing Colin Kaepernick. But at the same time, that's what it looks like. Right. And, and, and so, you would think just some owner just from a brand. And I don't mean for their personal franchise brand. Just, you know, if you believe that all the owners benefit from the league doing well or, or having one owner would just say, we're going to bring him into camp. It'll be a media mess, but we'll bring him into camp maybe even just for a month just to see. Like I said, this makes absolute perfect sense from not only a, a, a PR standpoint, just from a football perspective. Right. I mean, if we have Nate Peterman still making rosters, then, yep. then I think. Colin Kaepernick can probably make an NFL roster. So I don't know. That's a great question that we all have been looking for answers for for the last two years. After this press conference, after the Goodell Jay-Z press conference and announcement, there was this TMZ report that Jay-Z also was, the way it read, was going to get a partial ownership of an NFL team. Do we know any more about that? Because that's a big thing. Yeah. So we don't know too much about that to this point, but Jay-Z has expressed interest in the past in owning a sports franchise. And he also does have his history with the Brooklyn Nets, where he was a minority owner there. For about 10 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't a very long stint, right? But this is something that Jay-Z has interest in. He, he has Rock Nation sports. And, and so you do wonder about maybe a potential conflict of interest. That right. Because isn't that, there. I mean, he had to give up the Nets, right? Because Rock Nation sports sports were starting to rep NBA players right. and you obviously can't be an owner and an agent. He'd have the same problem in the NFL. Right. How would that even get resolved? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it would have to be something he would have to, again, potentially give up interest in uh, Rock Nation sports. And I don't know if that's happening. And, and that's the kind of the biggest hurdle that I see here personally. I'm, Rock Nation sports, since back then, it has grown immensely. It has a ton of big names. So maybe it's in a space where it doesn't really need Jay-Z to function anymore. So he, he would be comfortable taking a step back. But Something will have to happen there. Final question. For the NFL, from your perspective, does this work? In other words, does this get the league past its controversy? Because if nothing else, Colin Kaepernick's very famous, Jay-Z's very famous, but Jay-Z's a lot more famous, has a lot more reach. Absolutely not. I don't think this will change anything. Granted, the NFL could do a ton of good things in these communities, in these black and brown communities. But at the same time, the conversation about Colin Kaepernick and, and him being blackballed is, is not going away because he doesn't have a job still. And as we saw, the result of Jay-Z's press conference with Roger Goodell was, hey, what's going on with Colin? That's not going anywhere. And next time uh, Nathan Peterman gets in a game and throws four picks, you and I will have this conversation <laughs> again. Thank you very much to Michael Sykes of Axios Sports. My final two right after this. 
There is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Facebook, which this morning tells Axios' Sarah Fisher that it plans to soon launch a news tab, which will be curated by experienced journalists. Why it matters is that Facebook remains a major source of news for millions of Americans, often the primary source of news. But the main feed presentation has become, to be kind, chaotic. Facebook still plans to use algorithms for the news tab, which will become personalized, but the professional journalists will pick stories for a top news section that everyone will see. In other words, America's getting a new front page and a whole new political parlor game of critiquing what gets put in there. And finally this morning, Saudi Arabia's state-owned oil company, Aramco, reportedly picked a pair of U.S. investment banks to help it manage what would become the world's largest ever IPO. Now, this is important because the Aramco IPO has been starting and stopping and starting and stopping again. It was first announced in 2016 and supposed to happen last year. Then it was indefinitely suspended, then rumored to be on tap for 2020, but it might really be 2021. And all of this comes, as Reuters notes this morning, against the backdrop of climate change prompted efforts to reduce fossil fuel use. So picking banks means the Saudis are indeed moving forward again, but it's still a very long way to the finish line. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producer, Tim Shovers, have a great National Radio Day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.